Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to this latest edition of the Kasafa Show, where we will hear from Malawi coach Mwiki Mwase on the Flames' qualification for the Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon in January, what their ambitions are in the remainder of the world stage group qualifiers as well. Those are concluding later this month. We'll hear from a young South African-born winger in New Zealand, DeAndre Vollenhoven, who has broken through a top Kiwi club, Auckland City, this year. It's a team with no shortage of South African connections, and he describes his football journey so far. We also chat to Gosafa General Secretary Sude Tome and the Sutu Football Association Technical Director Leslie Notzi on preparations for the Region 5 Games Maseru 2020 that were held over from last year and start on November 30 for the boys and girls under 17 competitions. But let's first get the thoughts of former Malawi international Mwase, who's now coach of the side. He played in South Africa with Jomo Cosmos, and he's hoping to build a new era of success for the Flames, having led them to their first Nations Cup finals since Angola 2010. How excited is everybody there in Malawi about you getting to the Cup of Nations finals for the first time since 2010? Uh, indeed, they are so much excited. You know, it has taken a, a bit of time since 2010 uh, for Malawi to qualify for the finals in Afghan. So everybody is happy. And what was the secret of the qualification? Because, I mean, it, it was a tough group to beat Uganda, to come above Uganda in the standings. Why Why did you do so well there? What we did is just to to, to make sure the boys have the confidence of that working hard spirit uh, to, uh, to, 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 to play and to win the games. That's what, what we did. And how uh, happy are you about the strength of the squad? I mean, what sort of potential do you think you guys have when you go to Cameroon now? Uh, we're still a very young team, still learning, uh, but we we are very confident that uh, we are going to for the finals in and in Cameroon, and we're hoping that the boys will give it all for for themselves and for Malawi as well. And what will be sort of what will be your minimum ambition? Since we have been there twice, uh, we have been qualified to the quarterfinals. Uh, this is what we we are fighting for. But as well, we would like maybe finishing the semifinals or finals as well. You don't know in football. Exactly. And in terms of your foreign-based players, how, how much of a contribution are they for you? Because, you know, many countries, uh, many many of the African teams obviously have a lot of experience from big clubs in Europe, etc. How how big a component is it for you, the, the small number of foreign-based players that you have? Uh, in this qualification, we were very happy because uh, most of our uh, foreign best players are in South Africa. So you remember when this COVID thing came on us, it was only South Africa maybe who have, uh, got some games still being played while we were suspended here. So they really contributed a lot to our qualification. Uh, but only now that I'm worried because most of them don't have now uh, uh, game time. I don't know what is happening. But uh, all in all, we are very happy for them for for contributing a lot to the uh, to the qualification of the African finals. And what did you uh, think of the draw? I mean, Guinea is a tough team, but Senegal is very tough. But I think Zimbabwe you can beat. Eh? You must be confident there at least is three points. Yes, uh, I, I would say 
All teams are very strong team. Even as you're saying, Zimbabwe is a very team. You know, if, even footballers have said earlier, you, you don't know what is going to happen. But uh, all what we're going to do is to, to 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 fight for ourselves so that we see where we can go far. And how important is this qualification, just in terms of the the, the football association giving you more support, giving you some more friendlies, training camps, etc. It's you know sometimes when countries qualify for Cup of Nations, it seems like it. Are, it unlocks the money and uh, it allows a little bit more time for you as a coach to work. Is that going to be the case for you now as well? That is the only worry I'm, 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 going, I'm having right now because uh, we, we were talking to the management if they could have uh, allowed us to, to go for a, a proper campaign for the finals. Uh, so we're still waiting for the answers from the uh, from the authorities. Okay. And when will you, uh, if you do camp, where where will you go camping? What do you what do you want to do? We would like to go to the where the uh, next countries like where the Cameroon is because we still feel maybe the weather is just the same as uh, uh, as to Cameroon. So East African countries, West African countries, where we want to to, to go. And what's it going to be like for you as a young up and coming coach to sort of rub shoulders with some of the big names of uh, African football? In fact. To be to be strategizing against these guys, you know, it is going to be very exciting. You know, Mark, it, uh, this is my very first time to coach a national team, and uh, with no much experience like the the big guys that I'm going to meet there. I already met some of them, like the Nigerian coach when we were where the, the draw was being made in Cameroon. So it's going to be very exciting. And uh, do you feel a little bit daunted, or do you feel like you can take them on? No. It's football. We're going to take them on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's excellent. And and, and so, just in terms of the World Cup qualifiers, I mean, the results haven't been that great. Has that been a little bit of a downer for you, or, or you, do you see that more as preparation now? I think it was also another milestone to us in, in Malawi. You know, we haven't. It also took a lot of time to qualify into the group stages. Uh, I mean, playing teams like Ivory Coast, uh, Cameroon, it has given us a, another edge so that. We also, though we've lost to those some games, but I, I think there is a lot of improvement in terms of performance in the team. So obviously, that for the last two games now in November, you 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 keep a consistent team selection and you go for for maximum exposure. Is that the idea? Yes, sir. that's that's what we're going to do. Okay. It's, it's also we are taking it as part of the preparation for the Afcon. Okay. And what would you say the strengths of the Malawi side are? Is it maybe people don't know you so well? You can catch them by surprise. Is it the style you have? What what do you think will be your strengths in Cup of Nations? Uh, I think maybe. It's, because maybe I can say maybe the teams that don't know, don't know us, but I think it's the hardworking spirit that we we have in our boys that is going to make a difference. And did you ever think one day when you were playing in defence there for Cosmos you would be coaching a couple of nations finals? <laughs> no, no, no. I really didn't think about that. <laughs> and have you talked to Jomo at all? Has he um, has he said anything to you? Has he congratulated you? Yes, he did. He did. I actually talked to him when we went for the Kosafa uh, games. Uh, uh, he called me. He wanted to check on one of the players in, in the team. So I talked to him. He congratulated me. Yes. Oh, nice. And and um, so. just in terms of uh, you, were, you were just mentioning you were a little bit worried about sort of. I suppose you're referring to guys like uh, Gabadino is not playing regularly. Uh, who else? Oh. Gerald Piri. Gerald Piri. 
Nzava, uh, yeah, Jalito yeah, Pito Angeles. Yeah. So you're watching these guys all the time, eh, on uh, TV and stuff. All the time. Uh, and 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 the strength of the domestic league. I mean, we saw Bullets beating uh, Amazulu in Durban, and then we expected Amazulu would be out, and then it was a bit of a surprise that Amazulu won away in Blantyre. What does that say about the domestic league for you? You feel it's a little bit weak still? Yeah, it's still there's a lot of to, a lot of things to improve on the domestic league. So, but there's a lot of potential there. But I think we need just to improve more. Right. So, is it fair for me to say there's there's cup of nations fever there in your place? A lot of fever, you know. There, <laughs> There was this, uh, this the cup was here uh, going around showing the people, you could see the excitement of the people in the streets. Very excited. And how is that for you? I mean, do you feel a do you feel a sort of a, a pressure now? You must deliver, or are you happy to to kind of do what you possibly can do? Yes, uh, the qualification itself it's given me. A, 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 I mean, I'm very excited about it. DeAndre Bollenhoven is a youngster just starting out his career, but with big ambitions to play in Europe and perhaps one day represent Bafana Bafana. His club Auckland City have previously had South Africans Kieran Jordan and Grant Young on their books, as well as a number of players who ended up playing in the PSL. Tell us a little bit about your, your South African connection then. Yeah, so um, I actually came to New Zealand four years ago from South Africa. I grew up in South Africa in Johannesburg in um, an area called Alberton. So yeah, I grew up there. I started playing football around um, the age of seven, eight. I started off at um, Lineal, Celticus in the South, and then I went on to Sporting. And then from Sporting, I went on to play at Black Aces. I played at the Black Aces Academy. And then um, maybe two, three years later, I just had to take that trip over to New Zealand with the family. And do you come from a, a, a footballing or sporting family? Do you have any relatives who played any sport at, at a professional, even amateur level? No, I'm the only person in my family that actually plays football professionally. And then I, I know you've, you've spent, I think it is probably the last four years at the Auckland City Academy. How... How did you get involved with the club and how's that journey been so far? When I first came to New Zealand, me and my father, we actually went to um to watch Auckland City play. Because, you know, as foreigners in the country, you obviously want to get tapped into the, the football side. And um, we actually met some people I knew from South Africa at the football game. And they introduced me to the club called Central Football Club. That's like the feeding club of Auckland City. And um, I played I played at Central Football Club for about two years, three years. And then I got called up to the Youth Academy for Auckland City. And now from there, I'm in the first team. And... I think you made quite a splash in the in the juniors, scoring a lot of goals and, and winning championships and whatnot. How was that for you? It was a nice feeling, man, just being able to get caught up to one of the top teams in the country at the youth level. Um, we actually won that youth league this, that season. It was nice. Um, different players coming in from around the country, you know, getting involved with the, the academy, different coaches, you know. It was very professional, very positive environment. And I know you you made your, your debut, your first team debut last season. I think you scored in your first start if I'm not mistaken how did that feel to to play senior team football it's always a blessing man you know coming from the youth league people giving you opportunities you know going into the first team and then proving your worth you know proving yourself 
to the people that always doubted you. It's a good feeling, you know, for your family, for yourself, for the people back home, you know, putting that name out that uh, South Africans can always do it. And obviously, I mean, I think Emiliano Tade, who South Africans will know from Amazulu and Sundowns is in the first team there. And Auckland City actually over the years have had quite a South African connection or players who've gone on to play back in the PSL. Um, does that help, you know, having that, that kind of connection? Yeah, it's always good having players that's been back home, you know, playing from there. It's guys, you have that likewise connection on the field, like they know how to play with you, you know how to play with them, understanding the football. It's always good having players with that experience. You can relate to a lot of things on the football field. And if you kind of you you look ahead a little bit now, you know I think I think that's the the Northern uh, League is on at the moment, um, and the Premiership will will come back for the next season. What what would you see as kind of success for yourself uh, in the next season? Where, where what what is the next step for you now? Um, the next step for me is just to continue grinding in the first team. You know, hopefully in the next couple of years, um, I can um look forward to going into the the A League. If not, just keep grinding with Auckland City, but definitely try to go overseas maybe look at college recruiting but yeah that's the goal and just to sort of change tack a little bit were there any sort of role models that you had growing up anyone any players that you looked up to and you thought you know that's you know someone I'd like to to model my game on yeah so my family's mainly Manchester United friends um, I started watching with my dad when I was very young and um, a player that I always looked up to was Ryan Giggs one of the, the top players the legend at the club left foot just like me and he's always inspired me since a young player that's where I got my favourite number 11 from unfortunately I don't have it at the club, but yeah, soon to come. But yeah, that's someone I've always looked up to. You know, you say you were, uh, you, you know, you got to New Zealand four years ago. So obviously you spent you know, the first sort of 13, 14 years um, at home. Were you a fan of the PSL as well? Did, was PSL football something that interested you? Um, I wouldn't say that. It was always there. My grandfather mainly supported it, but I never actually had the opportunity to go mm. and tap into the side of football. I mainly just played it, but I always used to watch English football. And you mentioned there about your, your left foot. Um, and it's always hard to talk about yourself, but can you kind of um, describe what, what are your best attributes and what is your actual favourite position? Um, I'd say the good attributes would be about me as speed, you know, getting past players, skillful, just cutting in on the right. So mainly yeah, right winging on top. And do you see yourself um, as a goal scorer as well or mainly someone who assists? I've mainly been the assist player on the team. I'm just bringing that creative flavor on the field, you know, always creating chances. But then and there, I am able to score goals. I do see myself as a goal scorer, but I am able to bring that flavor, creativity on the field. I mean, you, you spoke earlier there about maybe going to the Aussie A-League or or to college football, but if you were given a dream ticket, what, what for you is your kind of ultimate ambition in club football? Obviously, to get to the, the highest um, state possible, you know, the highest league that I can. You know, hopefully one day the dream is to get into the, um, if it is the A-League, if it is the, the US, the MLS, the, um, the Premier League, it's always a nice goal. We've always watched it from afar. What What's kind of the standard of the, the New Zealand Premiership? Is it uh, quite a high level? I know it's mostly sort of semi-professional, is it? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, but the standard of the league, is it is it quite high? Yeah, the standard is good over here. It's, um, it's a real good professional environment. You know, it's a good it's a good league to be in if you're a developing player in the country. And obviously there's um you know, there's been quite a few players from New Zealand, New Zealanders, who've gone over to play in the premiership over the I mean, we saw just the other day Chris Wood scoring a hat trick for uh, for Burnley. 
Um, you know, yeah. is, is it is it the right kind of uh, is is it the kind of league that gives an opportunity to be scouted for for Europe? Do you think mostly Australia and the States is the um, one of the main like um, are giving up opportunities for youngsters. But you know, if you if you have it in a country like this, it's a small place. You know, you can always like put your skills on display. So. I feel like if you're in this country and you're good enough, you can always make it. And then just moving to, to the national team setup, you know, is it an ambition of yours to play for South Africa or, or do you see yourself as more sort of settled in New Zealand now or is it all options open? I mean, it's always, it'll always be a good thing to play for the hometown, you know, the home, the homeland. But um, if the, whatever opportunity comes my way, you know, you have to take those, um, make those sacrifices in life. But which one, whichever one comes first, you know, I'll be able to take it. And do you see the South African PSL as a as an option for you in the future if that opportunity came? If, yes, so maybe. It's a, it's, um, it's a yes and no answer. I don't see myself playing there, but if, you know, if the opportunities came and the circumstances were right, then I'll, I will play there. Just sort of looking again ahead to the season, have you set yourself any kind of goals? Uh, of course, playing as many minutes as possible, um, but have you set yourself any other sort of targets? Mainly to just get overseas, you know, grind out the season that I'm doing now, the season forthcoming, and then just make it try to go overseas. The Region 5 games in Maseru will be a chance for boys and girls in the under-17 age group to get a first taste of international football and also prepare for the African qualifiers for the 2022 Under-17 World Cup. That's going to be played in India next October. Kasafa General Secretary Sude Tom outlines what we should expect. There are very strict protocols in these games, which are multidiscipline. Um, the, the, the athletes are all in um, games villages and in this country, because of the number of, uh, of beds required, uh, the athletes are, are split between three games villages and uh, they've done it according to sport code. So, so all of football uh, will essentially be together in uh, in one village, but very strict protocols are being employed with uh, regular testing and uh, minding, you know, all of the protocols. There's a, there's a full uh, a full on medical team, uh, which will be here to, to safeguard uh, all of the participants, uh, you know, the, the officials, the athletes, uh, etc. In the, in the game. So definitely not um, business as usual. And um, I, I believe that uh, uh, Region 5 has taken the decision to maintain um, a, a zero spectator uh, base um, because at this late stage, it would have had a kind of a, a big knock-on effect to, to put all the other services in place. So um, no spectators. In terms of the LOC in the mountain team, how, 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 are, how are preparations are so far? Um, well, I can only speak for for football. Um, we we've had you know uh, some some challenges, but uh, I think as a country um, they you know have done their very best. And um, I, I think it's um, the responsibility of of the federations to work together with the local organising committee and the regional organising committee, Region Five, to um, to find a way forward. You know, uh, one could one could throw up one's hands and say, oh, you know, the conditions aren't perfect. We we're not going to. Uh, uh, you know, to organise these games, but that, that would be counterproductive. So I think it's about um, finding a happy medium and working together as uh, as a team. How important is this game trying to revive the economy 
Yeah, very, uh, very important. Uh, I mean, the the host country, of course, uh, you know, there's there's a big uh, outlay, you know, from from their perspective. But on the other hand, there, you know, are are something like uh, two thousand plus uh, people coming into the Mountain Kingdom um, over a period of uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks. So uh, one hopes that there's going to be some. Uh, real economic uh, benefits, uh, you know, impact coming from all of the visitors um, into the country, as well as the exposure to the country from a touristic point of view, you know, by virtue of the fact of uh, the games being televised, uh, etc. This specific uh, five not in football. In fact, it's the next one. It's in Malawi next year, 2022, uh, where the under-17 uh, boys will will be the qualifier uh, for the next um, uh, CAF uh, under-17 Afcon. The Region 5 Games will be held in Lesotho, where expectations for the home side will be high in the boys' football competition. LFA Technical Director Leslie Notzi says they have to make up for lost time to be ready as a team. Thank you. Uh, very interesting. And uh, I think uh, all the countries that are here, uh, the countries that will be participating, they are going to enjoy the tournament. Uh, for this age group that will be playing, I think it's good that they will be playing different countries that comes uh, with a different playing style. So it's good at their developmental stage to uh, play against, you know, those uh, countries coming up, like uh, I've just mentioned. Uh, so the boys are going to enjoy themselves. Yes, at the end of the day, everybody wants to win, but uh, we still need to look at, you know, the, the idea of developing and at an early age start playing uh, competitive and uh, start enjoying and uh, learn more about about the game. So far, how, how have the sort of preparations been so far? Uh, I think we, we have we have been preparing ourselves yeah, well, yes, but late. Why why late? Because uh, of the COVID uh, regulations, you know, because uh, it's only a few weeks back when the government uh, allowed uh, contact sport to, to, to start, to resume. So we have done well trying every weekend for the boys to come and camp. The, challenge, the other challenge is school. You know, the schools also are, uh, are opened and they are going to schools over the weekends. But we have made a provision with the schools that you now they can allow the boys to come to training. And uh, we have already been to Eswatini for uh, international friendly and they will be going to the tournament this coming weekend. No, next weekend, sorry. And uh, I think uh, it would really help benefit the boys, benefit also the technical team to prepare their teams. And uh, I think uh, also uh, the nation at large, the football lovers, uh, I think they are also going to you know, enjoy the tournament because that's, that's more, the most important uh, part of uh, developmental level for the parents, the country at large, to support all the teams because here, this is where we've always been saying that in uh, Southern Africa, the support to our developmental teams, uh, it's not, it's lacking, it's lacking games. How important is this tournament for the city, almost economically? Firstly, I would say for us as the, 
the, the, the association. You know, all these boys are coming from our youth under 15 league, the, the one that was played nationwide. And uh, it has benefited a lot of uh, the districts because we are playing tournaments around. So economically, uh, business people were getting something out of this, you know, uh, out of this tournament. Now coming into internationally now with the other countries coming into the city, I think the business uh, will, will benefit a lot in terms of tourism and uh, even the inter small entrepreneurships, we will also benefit a lot out of this uh, tournament. What is your message to my ahead of this tournament? Uh, yeah, let's come in numbers, yes, but at the same time, observing the COVID-19 uh, protocols. Uh, let's come and uh, give all the countries support. Yes, of course, uh, our own boys also, think they also need that support. But uh, I know Basutu are sports-loving people, love football, even other sports codes. So let's all come and uh, give support to our young, upcoming uh, sports uh, boys. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We look forward to your company again in two weeks' time where we will look back on the final round of qualifiers in the group stage for the World Cup in Qatar next year. Don't forget that you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.